It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We've got a good one in store today, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. A famous Native American poet will be joining us to talk about a new piece he's written uh, for uh, the Continental Magazine. And uh, his name is uh, Lance Henson. He'll be with us uh, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. In the middle, the second hour of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk to the uh, writing team of uh, Danielle Clayton and Sona Cherapatra. Their uh, previous book, we're going to talk about their new book, but their previous book, Tiny Pretty Things, became a Netflix series. Now they have a edge-of-your-seat social thriller called The Rumor Game, and we'll be talking about that. We're going to start out in just a few minutes with Dr. Uh, Kevin McCormick, and uh, he's going to talk about uh, why people should make big purchases now rather than wait, even though things seem expensive. He seems to think they're going to get more expensive. But we're going to hear a little music first.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, um, buying things. This time of year, usually we're, you know, kind of recovering from what we spent during the holidays and trying to figure out our taxes and all of that. But uh, my guest this hour has had this to say. Everything will cost more in the future due to inflation, materials, service, and credit. If you can buy now, borrow now, do it now, it will cost less or it will cost less than later in the year. And uh, my guest is the uh, supply chain um, supply chain management professor for Northwood University and president of DRK Research. His name is uh, Dr. Kevin McCormick, and he joins me by phone. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Morning, Tom. Um, are, are we just talking about inflation or because of supply chain issues, or is it because the, the Federal Reserve is, is uh, making plans to boost interest uh, rates? Well, kind of all of the above. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, couple, really. There's a, yeah, there's a couple aspects of inflation that uh, you need to understand. One is asset inflation, like houses and and cars and, and you know, more, let's say, longer-term purchases. Uh, that's, as we've all seen, has really uh, gone through the roof. And a lot of that's driven by the cost of money and the availability of loans, um, I mean, the cost of money has been zero for a couple of years now. So it's easy to get a loan, and it's cheap to get a loan, and people have been buying up uh, every house that uh, – I mean, you, you've heard these stories where somebody sells a house online in two hours or a day. I know the, the house I bought in, uh, in Houston, Texas in 1982, uh, I bought it for $85,000 and paid an 18% interest rate. So uh, things can get crazier than they are now. But anyway, asset inflation is one one area. And the other area is consumer product inflation. And a lot of that's driven by supply and demand and the supply chain shutdown that occurred um, the last two years without the demand going down. So that, you know, puts prices up uh, on everything. 7 to 9 to 10 percent is what the government's saying now. So asset inflation, 20 to 30 percent. Consumer inflation, 7 to 10 percent. And it's going to keep going for a while. Now, what is the, the shortage of microchips doing to auto sales here in Michigan? I, I just get this impression when you talk about the value of assets that the, the car companies have a bunch of partially built cars sitting in lots all over the state waiting for chips. Is that kind of the kind of what's happening? Well, that's um, some part of the consumer product inflation problem or the supply chain problem, but it's it's probably larger than um, the other problems. The, I've got four research teams working on the microchip the the issue of chips and automotive around the world. And what what is caused by this is somewhat complex, all right? The automotive companies um, contracted to board manufacturers to provide these control boards to cars. I think somewhere as 
somebody estimated there was maybe 140 microprocessors in a new car now. And they're all on a board. They all do a function of some kind. So the automotive companies subcontracted to board manufacturers. The board manufacturers selected the most inexpensive chip that can do the job. I mean, that's their job. That's what they do. And they picked <laughs> this $1 chip that is about 10 years old. And nobody manufactures obsolete microprocessors, except uh, 85% of them are manufactured in Taiwan on old equipment that's not even made anymore. So when they shut down Taiwan and they shut down the automotive companies and then they started to back up again, um, they wanted to buy all these old microprocessors that go on all the boards, that go on all the cars. And they couldn't because there's limited production capacity in Taiwan. <clears throat> so it's a little bit more complicated than, than just supply and demand because, you know, I, I'll just speak bluntly, uh, it was a very risky proposition to, to use an obsolete chip on a board. I mean, it does the job. Right, I mean the, the cars are running. <laughs> and well, and control. And would there yeah. have been a problem had uh, manufacturing not been interrupted by the pandemic? Well, uh, there would have been less of a problem than there is now, because there's additional capacity for more modern ships. Um, there's the Taiwanese manufacturing company which manufactures about 80 to 90% of all the microprocessors in the world are made in Taiwan. I think most people don't realize that. Um, they, they have additional capacity and they can uh, go up and down in, in production, but not with this old, let's call it an automotive chip. Not with that one. I mean, they have old equipment. Nobody wants to make equipment to make an old microchip that only sells for a dollar. They're making... M1 processors for Apple or things for AI, you know, there, there's 10 and 20 or $30 chips that they make. Well, it's worth the money. But a dollar chip? Nah. So it's a, a poor decision to use obsolete material, but it was a good economic decision at the time. It only cost a dollar. Now they're in this big bind. They have to redo the boards with different chips, or invest in old equipment. More with supply chain management expert, Dr. Kevin McCormick, straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. 
we won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places. So be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Vi from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Jonah Bodie. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Hi, I'm State Representative Sarah Anthony. Our community and communities across the country are seeing a rise in gun violence. Firearm injuries are one of the leading causes of death among children. Parents, it is your responsibility to know where your firearm is at all times. First, lock your gun away somewhere safe. Also, make sure that it is disassembled and unloaded. It's up to us to prevent gun violence in our community. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with supply chain management expert Dr. Kevin McCormick straight ahead. Well, let's... let's Let's pull, pull that apart a little bit, Kevin, because um, because of this chip problem, car prices have gone crazy. Used cars are really expensive. New cars right. are hard to get because, you know, manufacturing has slowed down because of the need for these chips. And their prices are going up as well um, and, and are at very high rates and 
so people are telling people don't buy a car now. Yeah. But then Kevin McCormick from Northwood University in Midland, Michigan, is coming out and saying, "Hey, if you're going to buy a car this year, buy it now." <laughs> and and so people are confused about yeah. that. How do you how do you balance those two forces? Well, you you might not take delivery on the car for for months because you haven't produced it yet. But you'll get a commitment. You'll get a price. Ah. You'll get a loan. Yeah, which is a smart thing to do, but don't get uh, impatient when, when car may show up in June because they can't make it. It's um, it's a it's an so that would be the thing. Game. That would be the thing to do is to go ahead and order a new car at the current price because you think it's going to be more later in the year. Right. That's or wait a couple of years when they redo the boards with new microprocessors and can make the cars that they need to make. Now, that's what I did. I had a 10-year-old car, and I looked at buying a new car until this mess came about, and I said, well, I'll just put a new entertainment system in the old car and make it for a couple <laughs> years. <laughs> and it works, so. Oh, that's great. The, um, but, but then uh, what about housing? Well, the, the housing bubble comes and goes, and it's very regional in nature, as you know. Um, and the cost of money and interest rates drives the housing demand. So um, right now, there's a shortage of houses in Michigan, for example, and people are escalating their prices 20 30% over 2019. But, you know, that, that bubble will pop. And when it pops, it'll be because interest rates increase and the housing supply um, isn't there. I mean, people are having trouble making new houses because they can't get the materials to make the new houses. They're, they're not doing basements in a new house, for example. Uh, they do a slab house and cut the cost down. So this comes and goes. And if you're going to buy a new house um, and you are okay with these prices, because the cost of money is low, go ahead. But if you can wait a couple of years, that's my suggestion, because it'll pop, it'll come back down, the prices will get more reasonable, and the cost of money may be a little bit higher. So you got to weigh both sides of this. How did we go in 10 years from being completely upside down on mortgages and not being able to sell houses to where we are now? Boy, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I mean, it's only been, my, you know, 10, what, yeah. you know, 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. Yeah, and my, my father was in the construction business when I was a kid, and I built houses, and there was a couple ups and downs in the in the 60s and 70s that we, we went through, and I think he went bankrupt twice and this kind of thing. So housing markets come and go. Um, and when the... When the federal government gets in and makes money very inexpensive and very available, that gives people um, a lot of assets, a lot of money to purchase houses, and the housing price goes up. And when the cost of materials goes up, for example, housing, the building goes down. So these supply and demand forces are always working, and you know it comes and goes. <laughs> so, 10 years, 12 years. Uh, I, I was surprised that it extended so much, and we had 
kind of a sleepy housing market for for 10 years until the last two years where it's really ballooned up. And um, uh, it's going to go down again, that's for sure, like gravity. And will it ever go down to the prices in 2019? Your guess is as good as mine, but I bought my house in 2018, and I was glad I did. (laughs) Well, the advice you're giving now is if you're going to make a big purchase, um, do it now or as soon as possible because you expect the Fed is going to uh, boost interest rates not once but maybe several times this year. And and I'm I'm wondering what do we consider big purchases? Is it primarily houses and cars? Well, uh, anything you have to borrow money for. Um, credit cards are kind of an exception; they're more transactional. But if you have to, you're going to buy a car, you're going to uh, borrow money for a house or a boat or a summer house or. Uh, so there's a there's a limit to assets that you're going to invest in when you have to borrow money. So that's driven by the cost of money and the cost of the asset. So it's a it's a decision that when people look at it, they say, "Can I afford the asset? Can I afford the payment?" And payment affordability has a lot to do with interest rates. So now is the lowest interest rate you're going to have for several years. That's a given. So if you have to borrow the money this year, I'd borrow it now. Because four or five times they're going to raise this interest rate this year is what people estimate. Could be 5% by next December. Could be 6 Now, how will and, these rate increases yeah. impact uh, other kinds of purchasing, household purchasing uh, for uh, computers and appliances and entertainment centers for cars and stuff like that. <laughs> well, if, 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 you're, if you're buying an entertainment center or something like that from Best Buy, let's say a store, and, and they offer credit at zero interest rate, they're paying the higher interest rate. It's going to cost them more uh, to offer that. Just like a car where they say 0% APR, they're paying that interest rate on that money. So as the cost of money goes up, the cost of goods will go up right with it, no matter what you buy. So if you're buying furniture, the furniture stores have uh, been trying to do their own financing when money is cheap. If money gets to 7, 8, 9, 10%, uh, they're, not going to, not, they're not going to pay that or they'll raise the price of the goods, just, just like gravity. So that's what you're expecting to see is that uh, consumer goods will go up in price. We'll, we'll see inflation as a result of these uh, increases in interest rates. As, as absolute as the spring's going to come in April, maybe in Michigan, but it's, uh, <laughs> we've been through it before, the, uh, the 70s and 80s, they're not that long ago. And, uh, you know, I've been through it four times in my life, at least maybe five. Well, so... Uh, One of the things, Kevin, that I think a lot of people have questions about, this is a little bit off topic, but certainly uh, ripped from the headlines. A lot of people are talking about what's going on in Ukraine and and the the Russian uh, advances on Ukraine. And um, the EU and the U.S. um, 
reacting with with sanctions and the most um one of the most recent announcements was this thing and i'm not sure if i understand it exactly but it has to do with uh with world banking and cutting russia off from some of the international banks what is that and and how much of an impact will that have on russia but more importantly how much of an impact will it have on on the u.s and the eu well um that's about electronic transactions and trans transmission of money electronically around the world okay that that's how it works and if you're going to buy anything from russia which we we just buy oil from Russia. Maybe seven to ten percent of our oil, our oil now comes from Russia. Believe it or not, <clears throat> we have to pay for that, and we have to transfer that on the SWIFT system. And they've blocked the SWIFT system for everything but oil and gas. So Russia is still going to receive payments for our oil and gas. Germany gets sixty percent of their natural gas from Russia. They're still going to be transferring payments to Russia. So it's kind of uh, um, not exactly precise when they say they caught they cut Russia off from the SWIFT system because they didn't entirely. If they did, it would cause disruptions in the oil market that uh, uh, you wouldn't believe. Well, it'd be a domino effect. It would impact people that they weren't intending to harm with the sanctions. It would impact everybody in the world because the oil market's a world market and the price is worldwide. So our oil price would go up so dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine uh, maybe $200 a barrel. But it's it's a global market, and if you disturb the global market, everybody gets impacted by it. So if, if um, oil and gas is, is sort of exempt from these sanctions... What kind of impact um, will sanctions have? What kinds of things can the um, U.S. and the EU, what what kind of damage can they do with sanctions if they're taking one of the biggest global products out of the mix? Well, that's uh, a big debate right now. It uh, Some people say the sanctions will impact... Uh, uh, the leading elite of Russia, and that's probably true. It'll it'll irritate some of the banks in Russia because they won't be able to do business internationally except in oil. Um, I say irritate. You know, it'll be disturbing. It'll be uh, painful. But um, I'm not sure. When when you attack another country and start killing people, I'm not sure if this is a you know the same level of response. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be delicate here, but it doesn't seem like it's going to do any good. It's it's my opinion, but let's see. Let's hope it does. Well, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a proportional response. Yeah, that's well put. Uh, um, <laughs> that's correct. Well, well, let me let me ask this. Um, how does Wall Street react? With what's going on in uh, in Ukraine in in Russia right now? Well, Wall Street likes uh, predictability, and this 
disruption causes unpredictable things. And when you have und- unpredictability in the markets, uh, the market usually, the Wall Street market usually goes down, uh, which it has been and it will. So how much it goes down depends on how much unpredictability is is uh, generated by the Ukraine-Russian war. They're sitting down for peace talks now. If they resolve it in a week then and, and stop the war and this kind of thing, the market will settle back in and, and continue on. If they don't, it'll, uh, it'll become inst- unstable. Will it will it sink, you know, a thousand points or anything like that? Your guess is as good as mine. But right now, it's a kind of a locally contained instability that uh, the market will deal with. Are are there different markets around the world that are um, affected differently by oh, yeah. this event? Um, you know, oh, yeah. as, uh, apart from Wall Street. Yeah, the, the Russian market is tanked, uh, and okay. the currency, the currency market, a separate market, is international currencies. The ruble is tanked, and um, so that it's a pullback of investments in Russia. But for example, Germany is very heavily invested in Russia. So if the Russian investment market tanks and they block uh, payments uh, back to Germany or for for that example, uh, it's going to have a dramatic impact on the rest of Europe. So, um, well, yeah, Germany, Germany, example, Germany has sorry. kind of been the rock through uh, the, yeah. the pandemic and some other uh, some of the economic ups and downs. Germany has been kind of the the go to to help people out of their ruts. Yeah, and I used to live in Germany in the late 80s, so I, I have a little sense of, and I speak German, so I have a little sense of the, the German mentality and the and the political mood there. And they're really uh, tied to Russian oil and gas through the the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, which they, they have. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline has been frozen again. That's the pipeline that provides natural gas from Russia direct to Germany. And 60% of their energy comes from, from Russia. So they have to walk a delicate balance. And they're in NATO, and they're in, the quote, the West. And um, you know what, what they do depends on how far they want to go. They're really hanging out. Can, can Germany um, reasonably uh, turn to the West um, to make up? some of the the shortages for, say, natural gas? Well, since they shut down three of their nuclear reactors, and they're going to shut down the other three this year, and they have 60% of their energy usage from from Russia, the answer is no, not in the short term. Uh, There's nothing they can can do. Um, So that's a... That's a pretty dismal answer, but the answer is no. Well, it it is, and it's... um, it's it's a very new scenario for Germany. Yeah, yeah, it is, and um, I don't know how they're going to get out of it. They have to stabilize the relationship between Russia and the world, and they have to um, keep buying natural gas from Russia and their population. I think you might have seen the video of the protest in Berlin over the weekend. 
uh, for Ukraine against Russia. So their their population came out at 100,000 plus people in Berlin to to protest. Uh, so they have to balance between you know who they buy their gas from and their population, the politics, the economics. They're in a very difficult position. This is a tough year for the new chancellor. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I, and I can't think of the new chancellor's name. Forgive me. Um, that took I can't over. either. I just have I just have Angela Merkel in my mind because she was yeah. I, so long. I was thinking the same thing, and, and all I can think of is the one who replaced Angela Merkel. <laughs> That's right. He's, he's got some big shoes to fill. And and well, and and things have changed. I mean, you know, you could you could almost say that with Merkel gone. <laughs> things have kind of tanked in Germany, but but it's external forces that are causing these problems. Well, they they kind of did it to themselves when they started started shutting down their nuclear their nuclear plants. They had I think six nuclear plants, and they shut down half of them, and invested heavily in wind and solar, uh, trying to uh, go toward green energy and. Um, at the same time, their their utility costs have gone up, I think, five or ten times on home heating. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think they did themselves any uh, any good the last couple of years because it's uh, they built themselves some weaknesses, and when those weaknesses break, um, there's some big penalties. So the weakness is they bought all this natural gas from Russia. Uh, Russia, is that a stable supplier? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not, not anymore. <laughs> but that but that's about um but that's about money and, and transactions and stuff. It's not about supply. Well, uh Russia can shut down the supply of natural gas anytime they want, absolutely. They they ramp up or shut down to try to stabilize or increase the price of oil and uh they're in in that market to uh to make money but it's a strategic asset for them well we started off talking about uh with with my guest uh, dr kevin mccormick from northwood northwood university about his recommendation that that if you're making big purchases this year in 2022 you want to do that now or as soon as possible because inflation and interest rate increases are going to cause all kinds of things to be much more expensive later this year. Um, but what about investment? Does Is the same thing true for people that are trying to put money away or invest in the markets? Yeah, the interest, the interest rates are going to go up, so your investments will generate more more revenue. Uh, I remember in the 80s, I was uh, taking what little money I had and trying to uh, buy a one-year CD for 12%. So you want to do some short-term investments now as the interest rate is going up so that you can pull it out and invest in the next round uh, of of the interest rate. Right now, I, I think a savings account is paying at a percent and a half, something like that. And that may quickly go to three or four or five percent. So you want to have the flexibility to take your investments and move them to the higher interest rate. 
Well, this is uh, this is good advice, Kevin, and I appreciate you spending this time with uh, me and the listeners this morning. Um, is there? I, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Um, is is there a website uh, for you um, or or for uh, DRK that that you'd like to share? Well, the LinkedIn.com has my profile on there, and that's probably the easiest way to see the whole picture. And it, I teach at a couple universities, one in France and, and Northwood here in Midland, and uh, that's the best way to get me. LinkedIn.com and, and Dr. Kevin McCormick, and it'll come right up. Well, Kevin, thanks, uh, thanks again, and keep up the good work. Okay, Tom. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Again, uh, Dr. Kevin uh, McCormick. He is the um, supply chain management professor at Northwood University and president of DRK Research. And um, he's been uh, suggesting that uh, things can be a little more expensive later in the year, so buy now, as opposed to saying, well, things are expensive now, maybe they'll go down, so maybe I should hold off on buying things right now. He's saying, nope, buy stuff now. Anyway, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight. Bye from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work, and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger, and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people. 
and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hello. Speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed. It's a robocall. Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, file a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it, you're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMeg. Flint Community Schools. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Long Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan. Quiplet Technology. My Community College. It's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. We are in the process of buying a home. And you deal, when you buy a home, you deal with realtors, you see. 
Now, realtors are people who did not make it as used car salesmen, you see. <laughs> this, <laughs> you, see, you see the ads and you say, honey, this is our dream house. Then you go out to it, you see, and you meet the realtor. And he comes on like this. Well, hi there. Well, here she is. Boy, somebody's going to steal this little beauty, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but uh, this baby is priced way below the market. Way below. This the wife, is it? How, how do you do? Breck Snyder. John Breck Snyder. Oh, look at is that. Is that the little baby? How, how old? Fourteen months, huh? Boy, she, she's going she's gonna to break a lot of hearts when she gets older. <laughs> L- a little boy, is it? Uh, uh, wonderf- wonderful. You always hate to give him the first haircut, don't you? <laughs> well, there she is. Boy, is, is that a beauty? Hmm? Yeah, there she is. It's, yeah, this is, this is what we call rustic. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is kind of your rustic home. Well, of course, that's a question of semantics. You know, uh, w- w- when does it uh, quit becoming rustic and, and start becoming ramshackle? You know, it's <laughs> kind of hard to... It's a, it's a wonderful family home. Though. It's got uh, seven, uh, seven bedrooms and one bath. Anyone with any imagination or, or, or happens to own a contracting business could just, just, do, uh, just do wonders with this house. It's, yeah, this is uh, three-quarters of an acre. Mm-hmm. Well, not actually, well, come over the cliff here. Let, let me show you where, <coughs> where your property runs. You see, you, see down, you see the road way down there? That is all your land, all the way down to the road. I mean, I mean, somebody, you know, somebody's car stalls and they start to lean uh, on, on the cliff there. You can just say, hey, get off that land. That, that's, that's my land, you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you saw the ad, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, uh, you got the view of the ocean and, and the view of the valley. It's very, very rare, the, the ocean view. Um, yeah, you want to uh, come over here by the, by the cliff. That's the way. Yeah, you just, just get down, you see? Uh-huh, now... Can you see between the boughs there? There, there's, do you see the ocean? Wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there it is, do you see it? Do you see it that time? Uh-huh. People tell me, the people that own this house, they tell me they used to come out here, you know, Sunday afternoon and uh, get down on all fours and crouch and just, just, just watch the ocean and uh, all, all your troubles just seem to float away, you know? Just wonderful. The valley view, yeah. Listen, you want to boost your wife on my shoulders? Let me, let me show you the, the, va- the valley view. It's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a Frank Lloyd Wright uh, kind, of, kind of feeling the home gives you. You know, it just kind of seems to fit, uh, you know, seems to flow uh, right, right into, the, right into the, the atmosphere. As a matter of fact, the back of the house is starting to flow. I, I think it... Yeah. Oh, and... Uh, pardon? No, the people that lived here before tell me that uh, you, you can hardly hear uh, anything from the sheet metal plant across the street there. Yeah, they say they, they hardly even knew it was here. Uh-huh. Now, uh, folks, fo- I did, folks, I didn't explain about the kitchen. Folks, folks, folks. <laughs>
this was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. state has something its Rotary Club can boast of. Some product that the state produces the most of. Rhode Island is little but oh my, it has a product anyone would buy. Beaches come from Georgia and lobsters come from Maine. The wheat fields are the sweet fields of Nebraska and Kansas gets bonanzas from the grain. Old whiskey comes from old Kentucky. Ain't the country lucky? New Jersey gives us glue. And you, you come from Rhode Island. And little old Rhode Island is famous for you. Cotton comes from Louisiana. Gophers from Montana and spuds from Idaho. They plow land in the cowland of Missouri, where most beef meant for roast beef seems to grow. Grand Canyons come from Colorado. Gold comes from Nevada, divorces also do.
night mom was pounding on her drums, she called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up. Pretty soon you're gonna drive. And daddy heard the commotion and came, came in tap dancing, playing his six string. And they both looked at me and they said, son, before you get behind the wheel of a car, you listen to me. If you're texting while you steer, don't drive. If you've been drinking beer, don't drive. If you're talking on the phone, don't drive. If your tires are bald and it's starting to snow, don't drive. If your foot can't reach the pedal, don't drive. If you're wearing no apparel, don't drive. If you took an illegal prescription, don't drive. And no one understands your diction, don't drive. Don't speed, don't don't shave, don't rave, don't wave, don't eat And don't put no makeup on or shave You know you're not supposed to do that uh. If you gotta do something you're not supposed to do You can go ahead and step on my blue suede shoes Ah, uh, go ahead and scuff them up If you're driving with your knees Don't drive If while you roll you eat if you don't know how to drive Don't drive If you've been psychedelicized Don't drive If you're kissing on your boo Don't drive If the boo's kissing on you Don't drive If you've been drinking at a bar Don't drive If there's guns in the car Don't drive Don't groom, don't shave, don't tweeze, don't nurse Don't voice these things in your ears Or rummage through your purse Something you're not supposed to do You can go ahead and talk on my Fu Manchu Go ahead, I don't care Watch me tear If you feel like a nap Don't drive If there's a pooch on your lap Oh, it's dangerous and creepy If you're feeling really wired If your license is expired Don't you drive around the town Something you're not supposed to do You can go ahead and step on my blues way shoes Scuff them up Then go ahead and pull on my Fu Manchu yeah. If you want to do something You want to do something that's good If you're feeling like any of that stuff Don't drive Make sure you got a clear head Ow Ugh. Pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's time for the Tom Sumner program. 